I am so good at sleeping, I can literally do it with my eyes closed. Hi there, my name's James, and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters, helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, I'm gonna debunk 15 more myths about sleep. This is actually part two of my sleep myth debunking podcast. If you'd like to watch the first part, just click on the thumbnail at the end of this video. Sleep is so important to you for your mental and physical health. This never becomes more apparent than when you first become a parent. You are suddenly presented being fully responsible for this little person who basically has their own agenda on when they want to sleep and when they will let you sleep. I remember when I became a parent having levels of exhaustion that I'd never experienced before in my life. Finding my keys in the fridge was quite a normal activity. Myth number 13, it doesn't matter when you sleep, it's more important that you just get the hours in. Apparently this is completely untrue and all the studies show that if you can get your body into a regular pattern of sleeping at night and not during the day, that is the optimum conditions for good sleep and getting to sleep. Myth number 14, it's possible to function just as well on five hours sleep. How much sleep you need is very much personal to you, but from the research I did, the general consensus is somewhere between seven and nine hours seems to be the perfect balance. A shorter period of sleep than that has been linked to obesity, diabetes, heart disease, and high blood pressure. Myth number 15, older people need less sleep. Apparently aging can affect someone's circadian rhythm, their wake to sleep pattern, which in turn can make it harder for them to sleep as long. Apparently that said they need just as much sleep as everyone else. Myth number 16, watching TV can help to get you ready for sleep. Probably for the majority of us, watching television or, or more likely scrolling through your social media feed is probably how a lot of people these days wind down after a day just before they go to sleep. Apparently it has the opposite effect. If anything, it's more likely to stimulate you. And the more stimulated you are, the harder you're gonna find it to go to sleep. Alternatively, try reading a book or listening to music. Myth number 17, drinking a glass of milk before bed will help get you to sleep. You may well have been given warm milk as a child, or you may drink cocoa before you go to sleep, but apparently there's no evidence to show that a milky drink before sleep will help get you to sleep. Myth number 18, snoring is harmless. According to the research I did, occasional snoring or light snoring can be fairly harmless, but consistent and loud snoring can be a symptom of a condition called ONS. This is a condition where people experience short pauses in their breathing or shallow breathing. It's not great and it's probably something you need to check with your doctor. It's more likely that snoring is going to negatively affect whoever you share the room with, or if you're really loud, who you share the house with. I can never remember it because obviously I'm completely asleep, but my wife can tell me that I can snore horrendously, but the most time her just telling me to stop snoring gets me to stop snoring. Myth number 19, if you wake up in the middle of the night, don't get out of bed. I can confirm from personal experience that this isn't something I found to be true. If anything, I find if I wake up in the middle of the night and I stay in bed, I tend to feel more anxious and more stressed and I'm less likely to go back to sleep. Quite often if I I get up and go downstairs and have a glass of water or maybe even get up and go into a different room and read a book for a bit that naturally helps me to relax which in turn helps me to want to get back to sleep myth number 20 you can catch up on your sleep According to the research I did, apparently catching up on the odd hour here and there is doable. But from what I read, they said that if you are sleep deprived, trying to pull a sleep marathon is, if anything, more likely to make you wake up feeling worse. Myth number 21, hitting that snooze button can help you to wake up feeling more rested. You may well feel like hitting that snooze button is giving you valuable sleep and little chunks of energy that are going to help you through the day. But unfortunately, it's not. Apparently, fragmented sleep generally isn't restorative and therefore you won't wake up feeling 
feeling more refreshed. Myth number 22, more sleep is always better. Apparently, getting more than nine hours sleep consistently isn't that good for you. In the same way that not enough of something isn't good for you, too much of something is also not good for you. And apparently, oversleeping has been linked to major health issues like diabetes, heart disease, and depression. It can also apparently cause headaches and lead to weight gain. It's not an always easy thing to do, especially if you've got children. No one day is the same. Sometimes you don't get to determine how much sleep you get. But if you can do everything you can to consistently try and get somewhere between seven to nine hours sleep, that will really help your life. Myth number 23, your brain shuts down during sleep. On the contrary, your brain actually is very active during sleep. This is why it's said that sleep is critical to effective thinking, memory, and emotional processing. Myth number 24, spending time in your bed can really help to get your body ready for sleep. According to experts at Harvard University, spending time in your bed hoping it's going to get you ready for sleep is counterproductive. That's because apparently associating non-sleeping activities like watching films or scrolling through your phone with your bed will make it harder to go to sleep. Myth number 25, some people are good sleepers and some people are bad sleepers. That said, anyone who has more than one child may confirm, but being someone who's a good sleeper is a bit of a lock of the draw, as much for you as it is for them. Apparently some people are blessed with stronger sleep systems, but that doesn't detract from the fact that everyone has the ability to get good sleep. What seems to come through from the research I did is that some people seem to be better at listening to their bodies or that some people are better at sticking to things they know will help them get good sleep. Not drinking caffeine after a certain time, not not eating a massive meal late in the evening, not spending hours scrolling on their phone in their bed, not drinking too much before they go to bed. It seems to be more about listening to your body, finding out what works for you and doing it. Myth number six, doing exercise before you go to bed will help if you're tired and make you go to sleep. Apparently exercising intensely before you go to bed can make it much harder to get to sleep. This is because your body and mind will remain active hours after you've done some exercise. If you're a fan of intense exercise, think about maybe doing it earlier in the day. That said, I found that doing some yoga or maybe some meditation or some breathing exercises can really help to relax me, which in turn can make it easier for me to get to sleep. And the final myth of this podcast, myth number 27, if you can't get to sleep, you just need to try harder. This is something I've told my children time and time again, knowing probably full well that it's impossible. If anything, telling your children or telling yourself to try harder is going to make it worse. Trying harder is going to stimulate you more, make you feel more anxious and frustrated, which is going to make it much harder to go to sleep. If anything, what you need to do is don't try harder. Don't try at all. I found that if I can't sleep, sometimes doing a different activity, even if that activity is scrolling on my phone or getting up and having a glass of water or reading a book, can take my mind off the thing that I'm trying to do, which is get to sleep, which in turn relaxes me, which in turn helps me go to sleep. I really hope you got some of this podcast. I'm trying to create an online community that supports people, specifically dads and specifically dads like myself who sometimes struggle with their mental health. If that sounds like something you'd like to support, please follow this podcast or if you watch this on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. And I'd love to know who you are and where you're watching this in the world. And if you have a tip about sleep or how to get to sleep, please put it in the comments below. I've just written a book called First Time Dad that's available on Amazon. It's a 42-week guide to hopefully help men manage their mental health during pregnancy and support their partners to the best of their ability. If you'd like a completely free digital copy of this book, please let me know and I'll get one sent to you. All I would ask is that you give an honest review on Amazon once you've taken a look at it. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care. Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. Do you think Jeff Bezos sleeps naked or with pyjamas on?